peace, truth, spirituality, healing, holistic health, aliens, ancient history, plant medicine, mysticism. If these words excite you, you're in the right place. Here, we seek to dig deep into all these topics and more. You, me and my guests together. Welcome to the Enlighten with Alex podcast. Welcome back everyone to the Enlighten with Alex podcast with myself, Alex Dijon. Today we have Spencer on the podcast all the way from the US. He's the founder of the New Earth Masculine Brotherhood and podcast host of Consciousness and Leadership. So welcome Spencer to the podcast. Awesome. Thanks for being here, Alex. And hello to all of the divine listeners out there checking in. I'm really excited that um, you're taking the time out of your, your schedule and your energy to drop into this, this uh, conversation between the two of us. I know it's going to be amazing. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. I appreciate your time too. So um, do you mind just telling me where you're from? I mean, you just mentioned briefly that you've moved to Nicaragua for a couple of weeks. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm born and raised in Western Canada in the Rocky Mountains is where I grew up. I've traveled all over the world. And like you just mentioned, I landed here in Nicaragua where the energy and source pulled pulled me and my partner to really anchor in this beautiful December transition. We're in the mid stuff and, and the new earth really arriving and anchoring in in January. Okay. So, yeah, sorry, I thought you were from the US. I've introduced you from the US. <laughs> Common mistake with the accent. <laughs> it's all good. Um, it's not like Australia and, and Kiwis when you call a Kiwi an Aussie. Um, us Canadians, we're, we're pretty cruisy when it comes to that. That's good then. I haven't offended you. <laughs> good stuff. So, yeah, do you want to tell us um, a bit about your, uh, your movement, the New Earth Masculine, and how that all kind of started? Sure. Yeah. So I'm a, I'm a huge believer that men as a whole, as a gender and as an energy have lost our way over the past millennia. We have really consented to giving away our sovereignty to outside sources, which has led to the reality of the world we see. Yes, there's been some beautiful things created. There's been some beautiful technology. There's beautiful experiences to be had. And we've also left behind and really pushed to the side the beautiful divine feminine, the creative energy that our species, humanity, can bring forth. And it's really my movement to activate masculine leaders to not only upgrade their masculine leadership, but also to reunite and synergize with the divine feminine energy within themselves. I truly believe this is what New Earth masculine leadership is. It's about stepping back from the very patriarchal competition, dog eat dog, let's climb to the top model and and ethos that's really been instilled in the genetic coding of men for so long and saying, hey, Let's harness some of the beautiful capacities and capabilities that men do have, you know, logic, reason, um, focus. Let's take those, but let's not do them to the extreme. Let's not take them to the hyper-masculine 
And let's also support boys and young men and ourselves in cultivating these divine feminine qualities in ourselves as well. And when I say divine feminine, um, I'm not saying that as a, as a gender. I'm saying that as the energy, that creative energy that has truly been suppressed on a wide scale. So this is the ability to flow. This is the ability to, um, to dance. This is ability to be spontane- spontaneous. And I truly believe that when the New Earth Masculine finds their unique balance of the two, he'll be absolutely unstoppable when it comes to unlocking his purpose, creating a body of work around his purpose, and leading his family from a supportive, expansive state rather than the conditioned, protective state, the contracted state, which you know our society has always taught us, the not-enoughness. So do you think that that comes from conditioning from elites from really high up uh, things that we've imposed on ourselves as a society or maybe a blend of both yeah like i i I absolutely think it it's a combination like i truly believe that there are elites you can call them the inorganic ones um you know you can go down that whole rabbit hole of like who's controlling who i truly believe that there's actually multiple controller predator species out there who are actually not only trying to control humanity in the direction we go in, but they're also interwarfaring with each other. But the biggest thing here is we can set that aside and actually realize that we have consented to this the whole way. The universal law of permission means that they have to put it out there and we have to say, yes, okay, we're going to keep going along with this. So then you start building out the society and the tracks and you know how it is everyone in the last 50 years, it's been, you know, get a job, you know, men are meant to work nine to five, you know, follow what your boss says, get your white picket fence, get a mortgage, pay your taxes, all of this kind of stuff. So it's a very rigid condition. And I honestly fell into it. But what I realized as I went through that, that stream and that set pathway of conditioning for the first 25 years of my life is it always felt off. And in the last five years, I've really noticed being in the coaching, the healing space, you know, on my own spiritual journey that it's felt off for a lot of men. It's felt off for a lot of men for a long time. It's just been covered up. We've been pressed with the media. We've been pressed with our schooling system. We've been pressed with the government agendas, which really does filter down from these quote unquote elite groups. So I I truly believe that we're on this cusp of moving past that reclaiming our sovereignty as men and then from there we can create cool no i'd agree with that definitely so what started you on this path it sounds like you've had um, a big journey to get to this point like you said you were well and truly plugged in to the system Um, Mm and was there like a key moment that kind of flipped things for you or did it slowly progress over time yeah, like it really, it really started, and I have this one really potent memory when I was probably about four years old, and I'm up here in Canada, I grew up in what would be considered, you know, like a middle class family, like my dad was an engineer, had a good job, my mom stayed at home, and I remember being about four years old, looking at the television, and seeing those commercials for uh, like Samaritan's Purse, where 
they talk about, you know, they, they put up the, the starving children in Africa. And I remember seeing these, these four or five-year-old starving kids who were my age and then looking at my pantry where there was food. And I just, it just felt wrong. Like there was some energy in there that felt wrong. But what happened, because I didn't have the support system to really go and process it and be nurtured, is I actually took that energy on as my own. And this was really the starting or really the downfall of my spiritual gifts. I really believe young children, all, many of us have these moments where all of a sudden we're taking on energies that aren't ours because we don't know how to process them. And then these energies stick with us and continue to compound and compound and compound until we go on what is termed in you know the new age spiritual community as you know our spiritual awakening fast forward many many years of guilt shame around how i was living lack of purpose suicide attempts going to university and trying to fit in and i was ended up in the 37th floor of a skyscraper in calgary alberta which is really at the heart of the canadian oil and gas industry and I was working in a department where we worked with um, Aboriginals, Native Canadians, and their land. And we were just doing all kinds of horrible back, backhanded stuff to like make deals so we, you could rip up their land and put pipelines. And one day I was just sitting there. I was like, there has to be something more. And this is something that I've noticed a lot of people have. There, that question of there has to be something more. Is this all I meant to be? To which I said, no, there's something more. I had no idea. I had a whole lot of family pressure. I had a whole lot of self-imposed pressure, but I ended up writing up my letter, giving my two weeks and saying, I got to go find myself. It was during this time that I realized that as a man, I had never had a rite of passage, a formal transition into manhood. You know, my dad, the men in my life were, you know, very much indoctrinated in the system which it's not right, it's not wrong, that's just how it was. So I decided, hey, I'm going to go create my own rite of passage. I'm going to go test my mettle against the elements and the wilds and really get into that primal masculine state. I really, you know, as I continued on my journey, I realized I needed that in the moment, but there was actually a lot of ego driving that. But that ego is really what got me to take the jump, got me to hand in that letter and say, hey, I'm not doing this anymore don't have a business, don't have uh, really any income stream, but I'm going to go figure it out. So I got on a plane, I flew to the end of the earth in Patagonia, and I lived on an island by myself out in the, like, out in the really rugged wilds for about three months. The only time I went into town was when I was going to go get some rice and some, I literally lived on rice and olive oil. And I stayed out there in the bush, and this is where I first had my epiphany, my opening. Um, the come to Jesus moment, some people might say. And I really started to realize that I had a lot of spiritual gifts. Like I was able to connect with nature so much deeper. Like I was able to interact with like starting to interact with like energies within nature. And then this catalyzed me coming back to Canada and really opened up a whole direction of not living by the book, creating my own script and led me to here I am today where it seems like every single day my consciousness just jumps and jumps and jumps and jumps to the point where I now recognize that this is a simulation where I get to be a you know a source creator in my own right and do absolutely anything I desire so it's been a really interesting journey 
Yeah, sounds sounds incredibly empowering journey as well. So when did that start? When did you move out into nature for a bit? Yeah, so what we're in 2020 right now, I think this would have been about 2013. So I would say that I've been, quote unquote, on my spiritual journey path for seven years. But I also realize the more that I get into this, I've been on this path for many, many lifetimes. It's just coalesced where I now have the level of consciousness to realize like what's going on in my reality and be that creator. So the last few years alone has just been so many remembering, so many activations, so much tapping into my lineage, so much tapping into my higher self and like future versions and then bringing them all into my heart right now where I can create from that space. Beautiful, mate. Beautiful, brother. So yeah, going back to the masculinity side of things, Mm -hmm. for me this year, we've seen... You know, men just follow uh, authority without questioning mm. it. And it has kind of highlighted the lack of masculinity and masculine leaders within society. Um, do you see that yourself? Oh, 100%. As I talked about before, the amount of consent and giving away of our self-sovereignty to outside authorities, external pieces has been extremely highlighted by the pandemic, vaccines, COVID. Uh, I know I know we're on YouTube. I probably shouldn't say that word for censorship. Um, the shots. <laughs> yeah. and, and what I've really realized, and, and I'll be the first one to admit, like when this whole thing kicked off, like I saw it coming. I saw it with like 5G. I saw it was going on with China. It really turned me in. It really had me being like, okay, a bit of a crusader where I was standing up trying to convince people. But then I had to step back once we were a couple months in and say, hey, what is this actually mirroring for society? What is this mirroring for me? And what I found as I went deeper into this is this is just a mirror in this game, in this hologram of a lot of people, the dominant collective consciousness saying, hey, we're we're not sovereign beings. We're not pieces of source. We're not God in our own right because we're going to give this away. We're going to follow orders. We're going to, we're going to let you take care of this, this, and this because I just want safety, comfort, and convenience. And that has been going on for a long time. The whole white picket model with you know um, a pension is based in that idea. And there was just too many people doing that in the dominant timeline to the point where we actually manifested COVID. We manifested the lockdowns as this hologram matrix's way of saying, hey, wake up or I'm going to keep taking and siphoning more and more and more of your energy. And it's been beautiful. You know, spiritual people have been saying for a long time, like, we need to change. We need we need a shift. We want to bring in the new earth. Well, that's only going to happen when you wake a lot of people up. So it's this has been quite the rude awakening and. You've, I've seen people, myself included, go from de- kind of doubting to banging on the door to trying to be a crusader to realizing what's going on. And I've seen this pathway for so many people. So there's no doubt the Great Awakening is here. I truly believe the energies and, and the self-sovereignty can't be stopped. We're going to see a density of energy still increasing, still increasing. But the reality is the game has been won. 
COVID has woken people up. And now we're just playing out these final pieces before there's even more of a widespread mass awakening. So on a personal level, I'm actually really grateful for what's happened because I know I was sitting there as a four, as a four year old seeing this poverty and despair and rape and terrorism programming that's been running. And if I look back to that four year old self of me, they would want this to happen because something had to shift. We had to reclaim our sovereignty. And this is the real swift kick in the butt that's going to start and has started this process. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Like with your story, you said, you know, you had that big shift with the um, indigenous Canadian people and mm-hmm. seeing those things on TV with myself, I had a major shift, which started me on my path. And it's pretty much the same story with every guest I've had on. So I think you're right that you need something big to happen to um, promote change nine times out of 10. And this has done yeah. that on a mass level, hasn't it? Yeah, it, abs- it absolutely has. And it continues to do it every single day, every single day. Yeah, and even then people like ourselves, I'm not going to speak for you, but I know myself, um, being awake way before the pandemic, still it's allowed me to level up because I've had that time now. Like I was still <clears throat> involved in the corporate world. I've kind of stepped back from that and uh, done a lot more self-work and therapy and reading and podcasting, all sorts. So I'm very grateful for it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been really interesting because of like the amount of fear that has been coming up in the dominant like collective field from the lockdowns, from from the you know the the, the threat of injections, all of this stuff. It's it's brought that fear even even higher, and that dominant fear timeline. If you're a conscious individual doing the work, and you're not you know you're not shielding yourself, you're not managing your energy, or maybe you're only doing it eighty percent of the time. That 20% of the other time when you're feeling the dominant fear frequency is an amazing way to pull up and pull up things within you that you thought you healed, that you thought you dealt with, that you didn't even know were there. So it's been an amazing clearing process for those leaders who have really opened to this fear, let it move through them, realizing that this is just an emotion being processed through us, bringing up things in order to make our light bodies and our, our, our consciousness even cleaner and more enlivened. Yeah, I 100% agree. I think people that have experienced trauma, for example, uh, previously in life, this is a kind of trauma and uncertainty in itself. And if that's unhealed or things like that, that's coming right to the surface, isn't it? And then people are having to deal with that full on, which is good. Yep, absolutely. This is, this is the great change. And it's interesting, right? Because a lot of those elites that we talked about have started to realize and see like what's been happening. So now you see all the propaganda coming out about this being the great reset where they're actually trying to hijack like the, the evolution of people. And once again, put us onto their path and their timeline by saying like, Hey, we have all this awakening happening. Well, why don't we try and mold it? and shifted it back into the control narrative with this, this great awakening or this great reset. That's interesting. Why do you think that and how do you think that looks like? Yeah, I'm not sure how much they, you know, how much they've been pushing it um, over in Europe, but in, in Canada, in the U S it's been all about 
okay, this is the great reset. They're literally using the language of we can't keep going on how we've been going on, which is something that my four-year-old self would have been thinking. We can't keep doing this. And they're saying, hey, they're using it as an opportunity to, to say, well, obviously the economic collapse, which is happening all over the world because of lockdowns, taking out small businesses, thereby creating dependence. And that dependence, you know, as, as David Icke likes to say, um, your pittance Universal basic, in- basic income is the form of control when people can't eat. They'll go to the government. They'll get their, 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 their pittance. Their, you know, you're allowed this, this, and this. Austerity, very much like China's social credit system. And then, and then from there, well, what happens? The vaccine schedules, the requirement to live in cities, you know, not allowed to go to the zones. Basically stuff that you saw in the, the Hunger Games movie, uh, movie series, obviously permission that's been put out there for us to consume and consent and now they're going to mold they're trying to mold it and say okay now we're going to create all these things for the betterment of you um it's for your safety because remember it's always safety the whole fundamental elite model works on the fear of death because if you didn't fear death you wouldn't be so concerned about your safety and your security if you could take those two things away they'd have absolutely nothing on the vast majority of people most people would be like I like I don't care about safety and security like I already know that I'm safe and secure by being a source player by being supported in this environment and I don't fear death because I know that this vessel and body isn't the end all be all like we are spirits we're souls having a experience within this vehicle within the density of the 3D but most people don't know that but people are waking up to that fact and here are the elites saying okay well you're going to die so you better keep safe we're going to keep you safe. We're going to keep you fed. We're going to keep you watered. You know, they want to take away private property and all that kind of stuff. So you can see that they're just trying to write the story again. I truly believe it's a last-ditch attempt. I feel like this stuff is going to collapse very quickly in 2021, 2022, and then we're going to start laying the foundations for the new earth in, in a very different way than has been done before. Yeah, it's kind of like sold like um... – you know, we're going to take your ability to make money for your family and be sovereign financially from you. We're going to take your ability to even see your family from you, et cetera, et cetera. And it's all for your own safety. I saw a meme that's going off on a bit of a sidetrack. Um, and it was, the top picture was Braveheart. It was like men, mm-hmm. when you take away their rights in the 1300s, and Braveheart with a big sword. And yeah. men, when you try and take the rights in 2020, he's like a massive fat guy with junk food everywhere. He's remote control. Mask. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's mask. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I see that. Yeah. And yeah, this is like- one of those, this is one of those things, right, where if you're a man out there listening, like you have to check in with your heart and see like, are you consenting for safety and security? And by you consenting, is that actually creating safety and security for you? Is your version that you want in your ideal life of safety and security that you're dependent on a government where you're lining up to get your your little bit of um, whatever fit, food, bread, you know, your box for your family for your week, while you you know you work you know you work in a mine like they did in the Hunger Games or something like that? Is that really the reality that you feel is going to set you free? Like 
if you're an entrepreneur, like they want to crush entrepreneurs. They don't want entrepreneurships. They don't want, they don't even want people thinking, no less feeling. And then there's all these men out there who are just saying, I'm going to, I'm just going to fall in line, fall in line, fall in line. And at some point you have to stand up and say, like, I'm going to take a stand here for my business, for my family, for my sovereignty. I'm going to take it back. It's a big thing and it can be hard to do, right? Especially if you're the only one doing it. But you're, the reality is you're not. You, it's only the mainstream media thinking, making you think that you're alone. There's literally marches in every single city across the globe. And they're saying, oh, yeah, 300 people showed up and clashed with, pro, with, with police. But the reality is it's 300,000 or 3 million. They're just compartmentalizing everything like they're so expertly good at doing making you think that you're alone. I saw a really great video a couple of days ago, and it was of a gym, a gym owner in the US, and he was holding up some signs, and he was just kind of like dropping the paper, and it was just kind of sharing his perspective. And you see his gym, and like his gym is full of men working out. And they're in a lockdown, whatever state is it is like, yep, like I've, you know, I've got $600,000 in fines so far. They've taken our business license. Um, you know, they're probably going to find me 15,000 for putting this thing up. And it's like, I don't care. It's like, I'm a sovereign free will, man. I'm standing up for this. I'm standing up for the business I built. I'm standing up for what I believe in, which is like health, health and freedom and, you know, men doing what they want. And he, and he says like, you're not going to take that away from me. Well, if every single man stood up and said that the whole plan and agenda doesn't work. It only, it only works when they can consent and siphon our energy through fear that we're going to die and that we need to be safe and secure the whole way to our deathbed. Yeah, I suppose that's the beauty of social media, that you can find videos like that. I know it's a bit of a catch-22 because they're censoring that as well. But if we only had newspapers and TV like we did 20 years ago, then we'd literally think we're very alone, wouldn't we? Well, we wouldn't, probably wouldn't yeah. be having this conversation right now. 20 years yeah, ago. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why I think just moving to other platforms for information is really important. We know that Facebook and Instagram is just ridiculously censored. I, I was reading here in Canada, like Instagram is going to start sharing your information with um, police and, and government. If you posting erroneous information uh, about some of these, these things that trigger them, um, you know, the, we know what that means. Yeah. So these, these platforms are not viable or as viable anymore. Like I lost an account that I built up with like 10, 10 plus thousand followers got censored and shut down um, on, on Instagram. I lost that a few months ago, all because I was posting memes and that kind of stuff. It wasn't even anything that crazy, but share too many memes. Somebody else gets censored. It connects. The algorithm knows that you got censored. You get shut down. So I, I really encourage people out there, whether they're business owners or not, to start exploring other resources and other ways. Like get off Google, get onto things like DuckDuckGo. If you're looking for more like feed style information, consider getting Telegram, the Telegram app, and then finding some feeds and channels that work for you. I know that's basically the only place that I look for information when it comes to anything um, to do with some of these controversial issues. Of course, just like anything, people have bias. You have to use your discernment. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I will just put in a little pitch here because I'm involved in this, this, new, social, uh, this new social platform that's going to come out is before you wholeheartedly switch 
from Facebook and Instagram and all of these, these data mining sources that are owned by the elites, make sure when you make the jump to other platforms that you're doing a little bit of research because things like Parler, things like Gab look like a great jumping point to transition to. But when you actually research them, they're all part of the wider network uh, of the uh, of the elites. When you actually go into them, it's like they've just set up other little traps to go for you to go to and siphon. But I but based on my research and it's been pretty pretty thorough with my team, Telegram is probably your safest bet for that kind of information if you can find the right channels that serve you. Um, and also, I, I would definitely recommend MeWe and Minds, M-I-N-D-S, as potential platforms if you're looking for more of the social social aspect. And yeah, I'm just hoping that there's going to be some other platforms that really come out and support this consciousness rising, something that I'm involved in as well, because those, those companies, they're here to mine your data. They're here to really build AI versions of you based on your patterning and then continue to exploit and make you feel secure with their advertising and models. So it's a big thing. It's real right now. Like, you know, this with, with, with YouTube, um, podcasting can be great, but just be mindful that Spotify is, is tapped into funding vaccines and stuff. When you actually follow the, the trail of ownership that they try and deceive you with. So censorship's huge. Find your information from places that you can trust and don't just jump ship to other platforms thinking that they might be the this, this save-all, be-all from big tech. Yeah, I feel you, brother. I actually got, um, what's it called? Shadow banned from Instagram. It's like before mm. I'd have like over 100 people seeing my stories, like 200 plus. Now I'll put something on my story, it gets like 10 views. It's just a waste of time for me now. Yeah. But yeah, like you say, there's a lot of new platforms coming out. And I think next year we're going to see a lot more adoption of them, aren't we? Because this year's been a bit of a shock. It's like we're suddenly in this 1984 society, the thought police and the rest of it. Yep. I think people would still rather use the old platforms, because don't get me wrong, they're good. Convenience. Convenience, yeah. Um, but now we're realizing that it's not going to go back to normal anytime soon. No, absolutely not. Yeah, we need to look for alternatives. So, yeah, obviously you're the founder of the New Earth Masculine. Um, what does the New Earth look like to you? And what role do you see yourself playing in that? Mm-hmm. That's a great question. And this is something that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to elaborate in, but I'm going to take the listeners here the viewers here um, with a process that I actually do with some of my clients and I've been talking about on my social platforms. And it, it's a great question. Like what does the new earth look like for you? And this is really important right now as we go into the rest of December, into January, where there's this massive energetic trans, trans, transition, a whole heart, a whole hearted, like real flip in how things are going to work. So this is the perfect time to be doing this kind of visioning and intention setting because we are energy, we're frequency, and we're vibration. So when we can literally intend what we want the new earth to look like and keep putting it out there, that's how we're going to draw it closer. That's how things are going to fall into place, synchronicities, you could call them, that's going to allow it. So visioning the new earth is something that if you are a new earth leader and you want to bring in a new thing, this is what to do. So go ahead and just vision it. I like to just close my eyes and just just say things like, 
the new earth feels like expansiveness. It's a place where children are able to run free and create and be nurtured in a way that is best for them, where they're, he- where they're held by loving families, you know, taught and, and nurtured by communities, able to have access to clean water, fresh, nutrient-dense foods, where there's no scarcity and abundance of everything, and they are able to follow follow what supports their growth, their soul growth within this matrix. Like just saying things like that and expanding outward is going to be huge. Now, on my own personal level, I still think there's going to be quite a transition. I'm not one of those people who believes that it's going to be like, you know, we're going to go through December 21st, boom, we're in the new earth timeline. I'm not saying that's not possible because anything is possible. We live in a game that can inject things into the simulation at will, but I believe it's going to be a bit more of a transition. I think the leaders, um, like the darker, higher predator species, are going to be forced to leave because of the the vibrational shift that is going to happen, and I think this is going to happen um, very soon, like December 21st to January 1st, when like the, the, the toroidal fields go down around the world. Because um, it's a whole illusion that we actually went to space and stuff like that. Like, we can't actually get out of the toroidal field Van Allen belt that's, that surrounds ourselves. We like to think we can, but we actually can't. But th- that's going to come down January 20 or December 25th to January 1st, based on, like, the cycles and all that kind of stuff. I think there's going to be a mass exodus of the higher-ups. And then I think there's going to be a rebuilding and a bit of a fractured period where all of their minions who are still controlling the world and weren't, you know, weren't really worthy or important enough, like the presidents and stuff like that, to leave are going to be here. And I think there's going to be a seemingly chaotic period where new earth leaders are very much going to have to stand for sovereignty and create internal security and sovereignty so we can emanate that outwards while all of this stuff settles and shakes. Now, the good news here is I believe that the new earth there's going to be a huge jump in consciousness. So people are going to be able to handle this. And people like you and myself who are already on our journey, who are keeping our bodies free of heavy metals, who are meditating, who are tapping into spirit guides, we're literally going to be those people who help all of these other people during this transition while there's a huge wake-up. At some point, the government the economy, the financial system, which is already kind of sketchy, is going to come right down. It's going to come right down because these minions, the presidents, the politicians who are taking orders from above, won't have the energetic frequency to continue to maintain their siphoning of energy from a populace that's con- that that's consciousness is going up. So we will literally be rewriting structures one at a time together, and I feel like within, you know, 100 years linear, linear time, chronos time, we'll be able to be building a new earth where we have the capacity to, to solve a lot of the challenges. Like we're not going to burn, we're not going to endlessly burn the, the, the rainforest down. We're not going to chuck plastic in the ocean. We're, we're not going to news, use nuclear energy. All of these challenges will be solved by the level of consciousness. I truly believe humans are extremely extremely intelligent beings 
but we've spent way too much time thinking and not enough time being in our heart space. And when we come back to our heart and our consciousness level goes up and we have the brain capacity to do all get creative, we are going to just have solutions to everything. I don't think there's a single problem challenge out there that can't be solved by humanity as our consciousness goes up. So I'm really excited. I think it's going to be a little bit turbulent. I like to think of it as, you know, we're going through a huge shift. If you look at the, you know, the age, we're going from, you know, the iron age where it was very dense. It was dark. Consciousness was suppressed. We're transitioning into the bronze age, which is starting to be the rise of consciousness. It's very much like when you're boiling a pot of water and you're heating the water. And as it gets to, you know, 90, you know, 70, 80, 90 degrees Celsius before it hits hundred Celsius and turns into that steam, the particles are vibrating very, very fast before they make that transition and then settle down into that new level. So I feel like we're going to see that like 80, 90, where things seem very crazy externally. And unfortunately, maybe fortunately, because I think everything happens for a divine reason, there's going to be souls exiting their body and leaving, you know, leaving this around in their, in their body. Like I, I, I think this is something that is going to happen and that's totally fine. And conscious leaders are going to have to be prepared to lose family members and um, people lose, leaving their bodies because not everyone is going to make the transition. Some people are still going to stay anchored in the 3D. These are the people who are going to play out the war scenarios in the next coming years as these systems break down. These are the people who's refused to clean the heavy metals out of their system, the toxins, all of these things, because that's their journey. But the problem with that is for them is with these increased frequencies of consciousness going higher, it's going to make people sick. It's going to depress their immune system. And this whole COVID idea will be kind of justified when people actually start leaving their bodies because of depressed immune systems. Now, this isn't going to happen to everyone, but somebody, some people's story, this is how it's going to play out. And for others, we're going to start creating communities. I'm already seeing it. So many conscious people I talk to are starting to create, come together and create communities. And it'll be these communities of light, I call them, communities of consciousness that start working with free energy technology, that start inventing um, new permaculture systems, that start cleaning up. And if you have these communities all over the earth, very soon they're going to spread. And then we'll take back the cities and we'll clean back up all the land and we'll clean the ocean to where 100, 200 years from now, we're in the, like we're getting into the Bronze Age where consciousness is going up and it's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to be quite beautiful. And then the beautiful thing from there is, well, as we shift another 6,000 years, we're shifting into the Silver Age and then we're shifting into the Gold Age. So anyone out there listening, just know that even if it seems a little dense right now, we have such a privilege to be on the transition right now. Like when people say, we're the guardian transition team of humanity. It's not a joke. Like we actually are as leaders. People are going to be 6,000 years in the future when earth is an absolute paradise and people are like going to different dimensions and traveling and all this kind of stuff. They're going to look back and be like, wow, that must have been super intense and amazing when all of a sudden people woke up and started coming together in unity consciousness. Because 6,000 years in the future, Unity consciousness is a given. 
we're, we'll all be unity consciousness, but we get to go and be a part of this transition team where people go from separate to realizing that we're not. And I think that's super beautiful. Yeah, me too. Sounds like a very uh, bright and wonderful future. And I, mm-hmm. I agree with a lot of what you said. So going back to what you were saying about the Iron Age and going to the Bronze Age and Silver Age, is that stuff you've learned from, is it occultism or is that um, from certain texts? Yeah, honestly, it, it's something that I've, I've looked at for a while. And it's very much a, my opinions are very much, I guess my version of truth are very much based on like synergizing astrology, synergizing mythology, synergizing scriptures, synergizing probably you would define it as occultism as well, and putting it in into one piece. Now, for anyone who is who's interested in a really mind expanding documentary, if you go to a site like bitshoot.com and look up Martin Kenny. M-A-R-T-I-N space K-E-N-N-Y. And he has a documentary on there that's about 48 minutes long. And it really explains very well how all of these ages from all of these ancient texts, the Bible, um, you know, the, the Vedic stuff all fit together. And like where we are at on our own journey transitioning into this new age. It, it, it's real. It's really interesting. And there's a great quote in there that talks about how you know millionaires don't min, millionaires don't follow astrology. Billionaires do, and it's and that was all J.P. Morgan. I think that was. yeah, J.P. J.P. Morgan exactly. Who, as you go deeper, I'm not even convinced was an actual person. I think that was that was someone. It's been pressed into our consciousness, but we'll save that for another conversation because that's a whole another rabbit hole to go down. But I would really recommend you watch this documentary with an open mind. See what truth lands in there for you. I think it's called Earth. I think it's called um, Martin Kenny Earth. And you'll see on the cause, like they put it on a clock, on the cosmological clock, like we are right about to shift. And it's very interesting if you look at the doomsday clock, um, the one that they like to spin. uh, This is when, you know, this is how close we are to armageddon and the end of the world because of nuclear war but what that actually represents is how close we are to the shifting of an age because doomsday is actually just a complete rewriting of everything they've just spun it in the mainstream to make it sound like it's the end-all be-all nuclear apocalypse but actually doomsday is a very beautiful thing for conscious conscious leaders who want to see change within the world and it's interesting because they drop it and it's, it's sitting there at two minutes to midnight right now. I think it's actually maybe even one minute to midnight now. And they're going to have to drop that when, after we transition out of December because we'll literally be into a new age. Yeah, it's interesting you say that because they said, said didn't they, that 2012 was the end of the world. What it actually was was uh, the start of a big shift and there's yep. a lot of awakenings that year including myself and my good friend who I did a course with, uh, hosted a course with on this YouTube channel. Yeah, this nice. is 2012 as well. Sounds like yours was a, around a similar time, 2012, 2013. So, yeah, like def- definitely in that energy is when like the, I, I think, I feel like the whole real consciousness shift started coming and we're just about to drop into a whole nother one. I like to think of it, it was kind of, I feel like 2012 was when the runners in the sprint race we're starting to tie their shoes 
and get towards the starting blocks. And I feel like right now we're just in the stage where we're like putting our hands down and making sure our feet are positioned and the blocks correctly. And as we transition to the end of this month, the, the, the gun's going to go off and people are going to start sprinting down the track really, really fast. Like we're going to see a lot of seeming, seemingly chronos time collapse where things you're probably already experiencing this Alex where it feels like there's lots of things coming like there's lots of information there's lots of challenges uh I know you're you know you're a content creator you'll you'll get into the zone and you'll be like whoa that was like six seven hours I would like what it's it's 4 p.m like I felt like I just got up that's something that I'm experiencing right now because we're getting this illusion of time is starting to change as we go into this transition yeah, me and my friends were just saying the other day how fast uh, time seems to be going at the moment. Just going back to what you were saying, it's uh, amazing that you've got such a well-rounded view. Like you said you haven't just read one scripture, which a lot of mm-hmm. people can be guilty for. You've looked at bits and bobs from everywhere, and you mentioned a bit about astrology and um, billionaires using astrology. Mm-hmm. My girlfriend's actually an astrologer, and she nice. predicts. Um, big things for 2021 in the crypto space. Yep. And uh, we obviously met via the Conscious Crypto Circle. Have you done much reading with the other techs uh, in regards to crypto or astrology or whatnot? Yeah, like, honestly, I I think there's a few things that could go on here. Now, the first one is, I think there could potentially be a full wipeout of the earth's electrical grids and we could see like a real full reset like where you and i like this video isn't even gonna unless it's stored underground or something it could be gone i think that's a possibility it may or may not happen so i think what? that's one thing why do you and think I'll, because I, I i feel like one possibility and this is a theory that i've heard so don't don't take the, take this for what it is like i'm not here to prophesize i'm here to say this is just one thing on my journey that i've read is that actually as we transition into the solstice like the way the like the way the sun works is like when the solstice happens in the northern hemisphere that is when it's like it's at its lowest zenith so it's 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 the lowest in the sky and for 3 days it goes on a path where it's it's quite low and during this time, this is where the biblical scriptures got the, uh, the concept and writing about, you know, the resurrection, the three days. We just fast forwarded to Easter. But in fact, it actually happened around this time. So there's this theory that when this happens, there may be some sort of like energetic conscious shockwave that goes off from near the North Pole, ripples out across the globe. And then when it hits the Van Allen belt on the perimeter, it could come back in and like come back and ricochet and absolutely like wreak havoc on some of these systems that we've built relying on electricity. Now that's just one theory. Take it what you will. I'm not sitting up at night um, on the 22nd thinking that my electronics aren't going to work, but I also think it could be a really cool thing. It might be that seeming chaos that I started about, but it really would be the quote unquote great reset where we would have to happen. I also think that with the, tor- like I do a lot of research on toroidal fields and with the way the toroidal fields line up, when they come down, 
because, and that's what makes this so special. This is what makes the great conjunction of Australia, um, uh, the great conjunction uh, of Jupiter and Saturn and all these things happening is really that galactic age and that alignment of the great conjunction is what is going to allow the toroidal field to come down. When the toroidal field comes down, a lot of things can come in too. So I think there could be a potential of more extraterrestrials, this kind of stuff. You're already seeing the disclosure starting to come out in the last couple of weeks. Like up here, I know you probably see it online, but up here in Canada, a major newspaper posted about the Galactic Federation, how Trump was talking with them and knows about them and how this ex Israeli space expert was claiming that the U.S. and everything has all of these connections with the Galactic Federation. Was that in the well, mainstream media? Yeah, that was in the National Post, which is like Canada's most like propaganda-oriented government newspaper. And it was like, all, it was there. Like it was actually like my friend bought a coffee and showed a picture of it to me. So I think there may be some sort of like alien, I say alien just because that's the term we use, some sort of disclosure about other beings who may be able to reveal themselves or bring their ships um, from being cloaked. So I think that could be really cool in a way. I like to stay in the heart space thinking because our frequency is going up that they're here to help us because we've already got a, enough, <laughs> we've already had enough of like the dark predator stuff. So I truly don't believe more of that is coming. I think this is a, a time to be rejoicing and focusing on all the new things that are coming out. And there's, there's lots of other things that could happen potentially. These are just a few that, few that I've heard. There may be nothing other than just a, a big upshift in conscious awakening. And that's what's going to start people further back to reclaiming their sovereignty. But if it, if it happened to go dark, like, I'd be like, wow, this is cool because we're actually experiencing this transition. Yeah, I think it's kind of just embracing whatever does come and making the best of the of the situation, isn't it? Uh, yeah. so mentioned sovereignty there. And again, just going back to crypto, which obviously... Yep. Uh, Absolutely, a major, a major component of that is financial yep. sovereignty. Yep. What got you involved in that? How did you start your journey? Yeah, well, what started my my journey with crypto is <laughs> realizing that the fiat system is absolutely just—I won't swear on this, but it's just ridiculously messed up. <laughs> yeah, it's just ridiculously fucked up. Um, like extremely low vibration. You, you know, you and I are, you know, we're part of the same circle and program. That's how, that's how we met. And you just, you know, they lay it out so well, like we're slaves to debt and you take the crypto outside of it. And I've always known in my heart that it's absolutely ridiculous that we have to pay to be on this earth. We have to use our energy, our blood, sweat, and tears, our most valuable resource, our energy and frequency to own land to use mortgages which aren't even legal contracts to you know to, to spend 65 percent 70 percent of our salaries that we work for in order to just basically get by like that to me has no place when the new earth is fully anchored in and this is where crypto comes in right because i think at some point we are going to be much more like the apollonians the alpha centaurians um I don't know how galactic you get on this podcast, but um, not, I, you know, not I, really. I, but go for it. Okay, cool. So, 
we can agree like do you agree that there are other races out there somewhere in the galaxy yeah 100 percent. cool well the fact so, that area 61 exists and how protected it is to me that's all you need awesome. to, i do watch a lot of documentaries on gaia and stuff cool. like the cosmic disclosure series cool. and i'm really into it yeah. awesome awesome so i'm just going to put this out there as like something that's been in my field that's coming to me you can either think of this as like me channeling something, me being crazy, or maybe this is just a story, just a story. Whatever your truth is within this, I just want to use this as an example of how I think crypto is part of what I call the tra- is part of the transition. In Alpha Centauri, which is obviously a plant, a star system, their society has got themselves to the point where they don't have a currency. Their way of exchanging is on a literal energetic level. So this is how it works. You let's say you make you make clothes, Alex, and I'm a farmer. When I need their their level of consciousness is so high that when I need to come to you to get a new shirt, I walk to you into your store and I say, "Hey, Alex, I need a new shirt." You greet me with wisdom and love, and you say, "Hey, hair, take two. This is awesome." We literally have like a telepathic, energetic exchange with our fields, and that's the payment. That's the currency. You are literally like, there's no, there's like, it's a giving and receiving of energy, like true heart energy. I leave. You feel great because you've received this loving energy. I go back to my farm, and then you come to my farm and say, hey, I need food for my family for the work. I'm going to rephrase that. You don't need food. You'd say, I'm here to grab my food for the week. I say, awesome. I've I've grown this food. It means so much to me. I've put my love and energy into it. I can't wait for your family to try it. Definitely let me know what you think of the carrots. You take it. We exchange energy. There's no, there's no barter. Like there's, it's kind of like barter, but it's not in the sense of like, you're trying to negotiate. It's an actual like hard energy exchange. So it's kind of like, Sorry, can I just summarize? Yeah, go, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, think, go ahead. Well, I think you're trying to say. Um, so it's like we'd reach a height of consciousness where we'd come from a place of love so much that we'd just live in service of each other and just want to help each other. 100%. Absolutely. You're, 100% you're understanding me correctly. Or understanding correctly. Understand. That's something I'm trying to use to stop using the word understand, but understand. Exactly. And... I believe that that is where we're going on earth with the new earth. But I also don't think this is going to happen overnight. I think this is where crypto is going to be a beautiful transition. And as you know, like so much of crypto has to do with technology and utility. Like it's more than just betting on a stock market. It's like there's actual useful technology for a lot of these coins and projects. And this is where this transition from going from the fiat system, which is collapsing, it's probably going to be just gone really quickly. And a lot of people who are clinging to it are going to be getting a swift kick in the butt about how you just can't print money endlessly and think it's going to work. Transitioning with things like crypto, I still think gold and silver will have value from historics. But as we go along and consciousness gets more and more and more, I feel like those things are going to fade are going to fade away. Now, I don't think that's going to be instant, but where we're going is to where unity consciousness reigns. People are just creating and supporting each other from the love of their hearts and 
the love of creating. Like you'll see, like people will have magical homes painted by beautiful artists just because the artist will get so much life force and prana and energy from going into that house and putting their designs and manifesting them into physical form on the walls. The artist isn't going to say that's going to be $4,000 to paint the wall. They're just going to paint the wall because it's, it's in the energetic consciousness field. Well, yeah, and crypto is important in the short term. Yeah, and I think you're right because there's probably loads of artists out there now having to do jobs that they hate just because um, they're going to meet the security needs or mm-hmm, scared mm-hmm. that they won't be able to make enough money following the dreams. Yep. And then totally. in that reality that you're talking about, they'll all just be able to go and do art for other people. And yep. it's just, like you say, an energetic thing where they're doing their passion. Someone's receiving yep. this lovely gift and then that person's doing their gift somewhere else. So yeah, yep. I could see that. Yep. The Never whole... The whole... I was just going to say the whole system that we're caught up in, that we're dissolving, it, it's based in scarcity and lack. Scarcity and lack is how materialism continues to perpetuate. You want to just keep, you can't, you try and acquire things out of a lack, out of a lack state, out of a scarcity state. If you remove lack and scarcity from people, you're naturally going to fall away from not trying to hoard stuff, not trying to get the, you're going to, Invest in things that actually bring you joy, that actually contribute to you and your life. So it's going to be awesome because I think there's going to be a lot less production of like random plastic toys and random cars and stuff like that. And people are going to be coming much more into their heart space and creating things with their hands and technologies that really support the betterment of society. And it's a good thing too, right? Because we've stripped the earth of a lot of her resources and materials. We have to come back into alignment with Mother Gaia, and there's still a lot of, quote-unquote, resources that we can use to make this transition. So it's happening at a really good time. So in terms of resources, do you mean consciousness developing tools? I mean in terms of, like, tactical, practical, like, things that can build these ships that we're going to create, like metals and, you know, like crypto and all this stuff. Um, like it runs on computers, right? Like the, the, what people they don't tell you is like a lot of these computer chips, like the, the metals that they need and the systems, the, the things to build these systems aren't actually that abundant on earth. Like there's a large scarcity of these things. So if we're going to use crypto and we're going to build these, use these technologies and create free energy machines, barring any sort of outside input, like I'm, I'm just saying if, if there's no, like, you know, we're not getting, blocks of platinum dropped off or something like that we still have to we can still work with the earth in a loving way to build these systems and and before it's like you continue to deplete the earth so this is why it's so important that this transition happens now because there's still our resources we can become more conscious to live in alignment with earth which we haven't really been doing and then we can truly see that beautiful merging of technology and consciousness in a way that isn't what the elite want, which is like literally cyborg transhumanism. Yeah, hundred percent. It's interesting actually because that is one of the few things I think the vast majority of people do agree on. There seems to be a big fifty-fifty split of a lot of things, but I think everyone appreciates that we need to um, work with the Earth better and treat Mother Earth much better. Mm-hmm. Yep, we'll be able to literally do anything when we. When we align with Earth, 
when we align with the things already around us, we, we can do anything. We'll jump the light barrier. We'll manifest beautiful societal structures. That's why there's always been this idea of war with earth imposed onto our civilization and our species is because the elites running the show want us warring with each other and destroying the planet for profit. Because if we actually knew the truth that we had to align with mother nature and truly nourish her and nourish ourselves in our reciprocal symbiotic relationship, we'd, un- we'll, we'd unlock all the keys and we wouldn't even need them. They would be, they'd have to leave. So that's why they've kept us in these states and these conditionings that are rapidly dissolving right now. Yeah, I think you mentioned at the start, the very kind of competitive nature of society. And like you say there, all the wars. And that is a lot of people's view still of what masculinity is, like competing with each other, fighting each other, and all the rest of it. So what do you see as being the newer, more healthy masculine within your movement? Absolutely. So at the end of the day, I truly know in my heart that it starts within. It is about cultivating the most potent, deep love for yourself as a soul existing within a masculine body, a masculine vehicle, a masculine meat suit. When you find that deep self-love and you can embody that in every moment, that's where you can go out and create from a space of abundance. So the New Earth Masculine to me is about a man who is so deeply in love with himself without the ego that he can go out and completely love everyone else. This is not about being a pansy. This is not about being anything like that. But it's being that so internally knowing of your loving divine nature that you're unshakable. You're absolutely unshakable. And this is why I'm so passionate about working with men because guess what? Like we have that ability now to create that deep level of self-love and be absolutely unshakable. And this is why it's mass, you know, it's new earth masculine leaders because we require lead leaders like you and I to help guide this transition because it's not going to be super smooth. I don't personally believe it's going to be shaky. People are going to wake up in the, in the third and the fourth dimensional states where they're not super anchored. They haven't done all of this work. So the, the, it's going to be the responsibility of leaders like us, the masculine leaders like us, to put out a strong hand and say, hey, brother, take my hand. I got you. I'm going to help you. And then help guide them into doing the work and the releasing and the integration to come back to their hearts. And when you have an entire planet full of men doing that, well, the cascading effect is unbelievable because as we're doing this work as men, there's a whole nother gender and energy rising of the divine feminine. And when we bring the divine masculine, divine feminine back into harmony, it's that, like that to me is like, we're going to have utopia. Like our earth will be completely beautiful we're moving away from this idea of like men protecting like if you say protecting that's a very closed down energy you're going inward this is much more about supporting we're not here to protect the divine feminine anymore we're here to support 
the divine feminine. We're not here to protect, which is lack and scarcity, our children. We're here to support our children. We're not here to protect the earth. We're here to support the earth. And that's what I see happening more and more with masculine leaders as we, as we continue to make this transition. So it's kind of moving away from the frequency of fear and moving into the frequency of love, which like you say is supporting each other rather than yeah, protecting. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. It's a transition back to our hearts because men spend so much time up here, like where stress, worry, burden, um, abuse, war, all that stuff stem, stems from the mind. But when you're coming from your heart space, none of that stuff can exist in the heart when you've done the work to clear out your heart and strengthen your energy. Yeah, it's a massive part of my path. I'm not saying I'm where I want to be, but yeah, that is a huge part of where I'm looking to head in the future. Um, mm-hmm. So let me go back to something you mentioned in a message to me on a Discord before the podcast. And you mentioned something called the sacred four elements, which I haven't heard right. of. So, so what are the sacred four elements? Sounds interesting. Sure. Yeah, like I'm sure you have heard of them, but this is just, this is literally the, like the components that make up Mother Earth. So we have like the earth element, we have the water element, we have the fire element, and we have the air element. And each four of those elements are their own conscious beings. And this is something that gets missed a lot. You know, you see the little triangles on your little um, memes and stuff on Instagram that those 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 represent those four elements and on my journey and part of my my medicine is really harnessing and being able to work and communicate with these these sacred four elements this is something that you know shamans have known for literally millennia but what we're going to see and experience is a widespread remembering that every single human being on this planet has the ability to connect and communicate with the sacred four elements, all which have their own unique medicine, all which have their own, um, their own personalities, all which have, have, have very unique um, tools and lessons within them. You know, you have, you know, you tap into the earth element, which you, we talk about grounding in the spiritual community. You know, you just got to ground. Well, that, that's working with the earth element by that simple practice. And if you really tune in and you really open your heart, like you'll actually receive advice and downloads maybe the earth element will speak to you um maybe you'll see something or like you'll you know it's all about working with like your what's around you with the earth then you have your fire element which is all about like transmutation and burning away and passion this is why people have sweat lodges this is why people have sacred bonfires this is why the earth cleanses itself with fire in order to rebirth then you have the water element, which is all about being able to flow. You know, you come to an obstacle, you can flow around it, you can navigate it. And then, of course, you have the air element, which is very much like, again, the winds of change. So right now we're very, we have a very like fire and wind element, I feel, coming in right now where there's lots of change. There's lots of movement. And I'm just really passionate about, you know, getting men into the space where they are actively working with these these conscious elements you call them entities you call them beings you could call them energies whatever you want to call them so that you can learn from them you can be educated from them and most importantly you can integrate the lessons that they have for for you because remember when you're in unity consciousness and you're working 
you're, you, you know that everything is one. Like these elements are us, we are them. So there's no barrier to communication from the heart. It's only when we're in the mind. Yeah, I'm a big believer that we can learn a lot from nature. So you have to read a bit more about that. Do you see us kind of using those elements and having a deeper understanding of, of them as part of the new age? 100%. 100%. Like I, I feel like the actual answers to everything like to cleaning up the radiation that's coming out of fukushima is going to come from from getting closer and more connected to nature i feel like the the free energy and like all of that stuff they talk about that's going to work much more when there's a lot more consciousness thinking about the nature and how things work the best way to make to keep humans indoctrinated and kept in a little box is take away our connection to these elements why do you think when this whole COVID thing rolled off that stay in your house, don't go in the sun, like all of these things, like they're just microcosms of trying to disconnect us from yeah. nature. Don't go for a walk. And a huge thing I've noticed as well, I was at a restaurant last night and everyone in there, pretty much every table, everyone was on the phone. So I think locking everyone in has just made people way more addicted to technology than they were before yep. they disconnected yeah well and the biggest thing about that is it's very easy to push an agenda and create like a, a a mind hub complex where people just believe what they say because they see it so much on your device but if you take your device out of the equation you go for a walk in the woods no device no music nothing i mean like no electronics and you actually tune in like it is incredible what's out there and the more that you do this, you're going to start realizing that you have access to other beings and realms that are literally in fairy tales. Like, where do you think gnomes and giants and fairies and all of these things came from, from our ancestors? They weren't just making those up. Like, that's because when you're on a different vibration, they exist in different, different frequency bands, which you have access to. When you put down the device and you go out and consciously do some of this work and connecting with the elements. So if you have any desire, Alex, to have a little fairy on your shoulder and talk with her, put down the device, go out, go outside and um, tap in. And I'm not saying this is going to instantly happen for everyone, but the more that you do it and the more that you're aware and potentially opened and just even just going outside in a beautiful waterfall setting and just saying, like just saying out loud, like what messages do you have for me today? Things will happen. Things will open up. Yeah, it's opening up that space, isn't it? I think the same with meditation. And going back to what we said towards the start of the podcast, the whole nine to five lifestyle where, you know, you probably commute in two hours a day, then you work in eight hours. And mm-hmm. by the time you're back, the only energy you've got left, any life force you've got left is to watch a bit of TV and eat some crap food and and the same on the weekend, you're normally pretty tired or you've got chores to do. And people don't have that space today to actually open themselves up to these things and find some yep. inner peace. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully we'll see more of that. To be fair, on the other side, I've noticed in my area a lot more people seem to be going on walks and things just because there's not much else to do. So hopefully mm-hmm. people will yep. continue with those kind of hobbies now. Yeah, it's happening. Yeah, 100%. So 
let's talk a bit about your work. And you mentioned that you help guide leaders into higher levels of frequency. So is mm-hmm. that on a on a one to one basis? And how do you how do you do that? Yeah, it's been quite an interesting journey. And I typically work in one to one or in more like like people like I can be hired to come in and talk to people who run lots of group programs. Like I specialize in like how well how can I come into someone's business program and share with how can you harness the four elements in order to create more clients like that kind of work um i really my 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 passion is the one-on-one and wilderness immersions with men like i i truly believe that there's no substitute for getting 10 men out for a week in nature I used I used to do this obviously with the travel and pandemic and some of my own movement. This hasn't happened in the last year, um, which I think it would be amazing to do more of because I've evolved so much on my own leadership journey. But I love getting men out with nothing more than a you know a backpack. They show up in 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 an airport. We pick them up. I give them a backpack. We leave all the shit that they brought with them in a cabin, and then we just go and we just integrate and, and open them up and have all kinds of stuff. Like people come back having been like totally sober like no plant medicine or anything um like having talking to trees and shit like just really really deep stuff is what i love but um since this whole pandemic and stuff it changed how this year came out and i moved much more into like deep intimate service and one-on-one containers based on what i call the pyramid of consciousness now if you can think of the pyramid of, of of giza you know it's got a square base and then it's got four sides. So to me, then the work that I do in my containers, and this is a lot of stuff that I talk about on my podcast and my free trainings as well. This is more of you know an ethos, a model of conscious development that's worked for me and that I help other men with. And it'll work with it works with women too. I just specialize in the masculine aspect of it. You have your four sides. The first side, in order to build a really stable pyramid that is never ending, you're always going higher and higher and higher is number one, your relationship with self. So this is all about like, how do you get into that heart space? And it's easier said than done, as you and I know. So this is where it's like, that's the real thing. Like, how do we get into the heart space with the men? How do we embody that heart space? The second side of the pyramid is relationship with others. It goes hand in hand with relationship with self. This, a lot of this turns into, like, how do I have a deeper relationship with my king or queen, my partner? And then we extended, well, how do I lead teams better? How do I, you know, show up for my tribe and this audience I've built in a way that really supports the new earth? The, set, the third side is relationship with your purpose. Um, and with that, it kind of falls more into, like, business and, and wealth sovereignty, I'm a true believer that 98% of men out there who think they have a purpose actually haven't gone far enough. And this is something that I feel is going to really change with the energies that are coming in where men are out there and they're, let's say, like something I used to do. I was business coaching, right? Like I made a ton, like I did made a great amount of money supporting people building online businesses. But then I realized that that wasn't my purpose, even though I was telling myself it was my purpose. And I realized I want to go further and actually help men with their consciousness. And that was a big jump. And like, that's what I've done my work with my own coaches, my own mentors, and do all this work to be able to say, you know what, I need to release this 
great model that I built that was sustaining me really well and step into this new frontier, this new deeper purpose. I call it the true purpose, the true soul mission. So I have a lot of men come to me. And when we look at that pyramid side, they're, you know, they're smashing it. Like some of these guys are making like two, like $2 million a year in their business. And then we go deeper and they're like, oh, maybe I need to switch or modify or bring some different elements in because I haven't gone further enough. And in the new earth, there's not going to be people who are not in their true purpose. If your true purpose is to paint that person's wall, that's what you're going to do. That's what you're going to do. So I'm really excited to help people transition, men specifically transition into let's go three steps deeper, five levels deeper and find out like what is that true purpose, that soul mission, you know, the soul contract that you made when you came in to this round. So that's a lot of fun. It goes again, all four, four of these sides tie in. And then the fourth side is what I call the relationship to the stars and the relationship to earth. So this is all about, well, how can we activate um, all of the DNA within you? Because every single man has an entire lineage of DNA coding within him. And if you go back and you do the work, conscious work of activating, you can bring that knowledge and wisdom forward. Caveat, you can also bring a lot of the trauma. And that's why New Earth Masculine Leaders like you and my, you and me, like we're interrupt, we're generational interrupts, we're pattern interrupts to all of the shit that our fathers and our grandfathers and all of them carry. We're interrupting and clearing that so that way that doesn't get passed on. And that's what epigenetics is all about, right? Like we, we're we're clearing that out. So when we when we have kids in the new earth, well, that's not going to be passed on because we've cleared it out. So lots of getting into earth, lots of getting into the elements, activating spiritual gifts is huge, which it's not something I ever thought I would do. I was like, I, I never thought I'd help men activate spiritual gifts. And I'm excited about this because with these increasing um, frequencies, you know, men are going to start having more telekinesis, clairvoyance, clairsentience, like all this stuff is going to start opening up ability to talk to trees, like ability to see sacred geometry shapes. This stuff is going to be happening. And then, of course, the relationship to the stars piece is tapping into spirit guides, tapping into different dimensions, astral projecting, all of these really cool things that are available to men, but many of them haven't taken it far, far enough. And it's really cool because the container that I create, it's not about me teaching you to astral project. It's about me helping you create the space and the belief and the knowing within yourself in order for you to find your own way to astral projecting or you to finding your own way to um, seeing the sacred geometry in the trees, which is like a really important distinction because I'm not, I'm not training you to do these things. I'm helping you activate it within you. And this is something that a lot of men probably would activate within themselves, maybe 5, 10, 15 years down the road if you do the work. But we create this container where this can happen in a very short amount of time. Now, the important thing here, Alex, is when you have your pyramid, what happens if you got three sides really solid and you got one side that's all jankety and, you know, your relationship with others isn't very good? Well, your pyramid's going to lean or it's going to be weak. Or if something comes up in that, it's going to knock you over and your pyramid's going to wobble and shake. So this is why it's a very holistic four-sided model. 
and we keep going up and up and up, and that's that spiral. You know, the spiral dynamics of life inside the pyramid, up and up and up and up and up, and there is no top. You know, I have a little model on my website, but the top, the top there's an infinity sign on, on it because that's when you get to jump up the different frequency dimensional dimensions, the different frequency bands. Now, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, and, you know, and beyond. So we're playing, we're playing in the three, four, five D right now. I'm not sure what's going to come for me later when, when we talk six, seven, eight, but that's where I'm at. That's what I do. Um, it's awesome. Of course, I spend my time in crypto as well um, and some other kinds of things as well. Cool. Sounds like really yeah, profound and exciting work that you're doing. You can tell that you're full of passion for it. Um, have you got any links or anything that I can drop down below to your, your podcast and, and whatnot and your coaching? Totally. Yeah, so there's there's three really solid ways that you can get a hold a hold of me if you're interested. So the first thing is my full length full length book is coming out in February. It's called the New Earth Masculine Guidebook: 33 Leadership Tools to Deepen Your Consciousness, Liberate Your Higher Self, and Activate Your Soul Mission. So for anyone who's listening here, I'm going to gift you an advanced copy so you can join my mailing list. And before it goes on to Kindle, before I put it on to Amazon, all that kind of stuff, I'll send you an Amazon or a PDF and a Kindle version. So that way you can you can read it. Um, so you can go to newearthmasculine.com slash book and opt in there. So that's the first one. Number two, if you're interested in masculine leadership development, if you're a leader who wants to, to take yourself up um, in all of these areas I mentioned, I have a Telegram channel. It's called Activate and Elevate. Activate and Elevate. I'll drop you the links, Alex, so you can get it in there. Join Telegram. Come and, come and join this community. It's just getting started. Censorship-free. And every single day, there's prompts. There's tools. There's deep community among men. And, of course, it's censorship-free, so we get to go deep. We get to go really, really deep. And we talk about everything from, you know, flatter theory, toroidal fields, to, you know, how, go, how to go out and tap into a tree's energy so you can feel better um, about, about your relationships, like all kinds of stuff. Uh, and then uh, number three, my podcast, Consciousness and Leadership, the podcast for truth-seeking souls, which has daily episodes coming out. So I'm on there every single day, all kinds of tools and tactics about, about everything to do with consciousness and leadership. Every day. Well, you got a lot of energy, mate. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mostly every day. Last couple of days, I, uh, I I didn't because I've really been feeling the, the, this openings with the portals. But yeah, almost every day. Awesome, man. Awesome. Yeah, I have to check out the Telegram group. If if you're yeah. with that, I'll get involved. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. We'd love to have you there. Good stuff. Good to check out the book as well. Yeah, I'm yeah. excited. Just to finish off, uh, unless there's anything else you want to talk about before we do the kind of closing piece. Yeah, like I guess my fine, like I, I'll let you do your closing piece, but in terms of final thoughts, like I just really want to instill something in everyone here that is so important when it comes to con, you know consuming and integrating this type of information is check in with yourself and find truth, your own truth, and what you and you know you and Alex, Alex have talked about, the two of us have talked about. Take what resonates, leave what doesn't. And always go back to your heart. If something sounds like complete batshit crazy, go
go to your heart and check in. And if it's still batshit crazy, awesome. But ask yourself, like, is this program, is this a script running? Is this something from my past that's actually making me respond to this type of information and just discount it right away? So that's just such, a, such an important thing that's helped me on my journey so much um, is don't take what I've said as truth, but go use it as a jumping off point to ask yourself deeper, more potent questions. Yeah, I'd 100% resonate with that. I think, I forget the exact science behind it, but the heart electromagnetically is so much more powerful than the brain. Mm-hmm. People kind of forget that, don't they? Like you say, we live up here a lot. Yep. There's really yep. a lot of the deeper truths are in here. I don't know if you can see anything. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. You got it. Good stuff. Cool. So, yeah, just to finish off, we just have a bit of fun on the channel. Uh, so, you cool. have to give me your three dream dinner guests and why so it can be from the past present could be a spiritual being could be material could literally be anything oh man this is this is a this is a good question i feel like this is the only stump one let me just check him for a second no worries yeah okay any three and also explain why it's nice to know why you've chose cool cool um all right so the first one would be uh wayne dyer dr wayne dyer and this is because when i first started getting that inclination just before i quit my job i had this really good friend who was she was like she was pretty spiritual pretty woo and we would meet for tea in between like you know, we'd cut out of meetings and stuff and go meet for tea. And she would, she was always talking about Wayne Dyer. Um, I didn't even know who he was other than through her, that he was some, you know, some spiritual guru guy. And then he like died right after, like right after I started reading his work. And I always wanted to go to one of his workshops and just like experience his, his presence. Um, so I think that would be number one. I'm sure he'd be eating something like vegan or vegetarian. Mm. Number, t- number two would be i would say elizabeth uh crowler k-l-a-r-e-r she's this lady from the like i think about the 40s and 50s who allegedly went to alpha centauri and had a you know had a child with um, one of the apollonians and she has this really good book called beyond the light barrier which interestingly enough like got heavily heavily researched and scrutinized by uh, NASA and she almost got captured by Russians who wanted to put her in a facility to like tap her brain and stuff. So I, um, I'd love to just have a conversation with her about her experiences. Cause you know, I don't think she was crazy. Reminds me of a quote I read recently. I can't remember exactly. It was something like the trees that bear the most luscious fruit have the most stones thrown at them. It's kind of totally about how, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Fantastic new ideas, normally the ones that are attacked the most. Yeah. Yep. So that would be number two, and nice ooh, number three. Yeah, I, I would probably say um, my grand, my grandpa actually on my mom's side. Um, he's probably like the only like masculine male role model I ever really had growing up like it was very much in the system but I feel like I, I didn't really appreciate having him around um, as much till he was gone 
and I feel like having one last last meal with him would be great. Beautiful. Nice one, mate. Thank you for sharing those with me. Yeah, absolutely. Top picks, top picks. Nice one. <laughs> so, yeah, it's flew by. We've done an hour and a half. Uh, been a pleasure having you on. Really appreciate your time and uh, all the best, mate. Perfect. Thank you, Alex. This has been great. Cheers.